1: well ladies and gentlemen well, we're back to Total Screamers episode 6 yeah, I'm Simon, joined by hello, Jake hello hi guys welcome back and I'm joined by Timothy Rihanna Wolf. yeah no, that's, Una, nah,
3: that's my name that's my name
1: Ah, loads to talk about, boys. Lots to talk about. Uh, what did you think of the the England result? I, um,
2: I thought bits. I watched bits of it um, and saw the highlights. The full highlights, and I just thought they were just had, ah, they were had nothing like going forward at all in the slightest. Like, um, thought Jack Grealish was like the obvious outstanding, outstanding sort of player in that team. But other than him, I just, I just don't, I just don't know what England can do now, really, because Southgate, Southgate's. Um, Selection was, was, in in my opinion, was appalling, shocking, Um and obviously England finished third in their group. Now, so they don't qualify for the Nations League. But I mean, is it a big miss? Probably not.
3: Um, no, I, I don't think it is. Personally, I mean, it, I mean, I know a cup's a cup, but I think it's everybody's the same with the Nations League, aren't they? They're just like nobody really cares about it. It's, um, yeah. it, it's not. I, I've not, you know, after that result last night, I've not exactly gone away and thought. Oh, I'm gutted. I'm just like, I'm kind of like yeah. oh, okay, let's crack on. But I don't know. I think um, I think it's going to be a struggle for Gareth Southgate. I know there's a lot of people thinking I don't. You know, they don't think he's up for the job. Um, I don't think now's the time to really kick him out and then start getting a manager in. Or maybe it is. I don't know. With the Euros coming up, maybe it is the right time. But I don't know. I think. At the minute, this is going to be a a chance to see
1: what he's going to do, because this could be the making or breaking of him at the minute. Uh, I think so. I actually think it's do or die for Southgate. I think if they sack him in the coming weeks, um, which I don't think they do, I really don't think think they they will stick with Southgate, um, no matter what. Um, it would, I think it takes some really, really horrendous results for Southgate to to be um, to be sacked. But if they were going to do it, now would be the time because it's still got a bit of distance between now and the Euros to up the squad. To leave yeah. it too late, obviously, they're probably not going to have a good um, campaign at the Euros. Uh, I don't think Southgate is going to do well at the Euros. I just uh, yeah. I don't understand these the the football we trying to play. Well, it's different no, every it's, time. It's, <laughs> the thing
3: is, well, it's, just, it's it's inconsistent, isn't it? You know, you, all you got to do is look at our results. And it's almost like he's treating every single match as a friendly. They like, oh try that or try this, try that. And it's just there's no consistency and the results are uh, showing that, showing that. So I mean hopefully, you know, if we are gonna keep him for the Euros, he um needs to sort something out. So so he's not gonna do that in an actual, you know, tournament.
2: This is the thing though, isn't it? It's uh, the problem with England is consistency and, and if you're chopping and changing a team every single time play it's, you're never going to get that and you look at you know you look at the uh, the Belgian team last night you can pretty much guarantee that that's their team every single time they play unless they're playing a you know a real a friendly where they know that they're going to roll a team over and they'll probably it, change it but that team is yeah. settled where, look at the England team it's changing every single game and it's just frustrating to see it changing over time. And, you know, you've got like, just, yeah, I don't know. It's just frustrating.
1: I, well, I think so. You could you could pretty much easily pick the Belgian team uh, before the game starts. And they play like a team as well. Uh, I thought Lukaku was amazing. His goal line clearance for me was a fucking highlight. <laughs> yeah. Lukaku yeah. heading off the line. is just fucking, <laughs> <Mwah. laughs> superb. Um... <laughs> I thought Belgium were really good. Uh, I did think... Um, England had, uh, they had good, they had good, really good um, periods at the game. Where like Harry came and get a hold of the ball, Jack really like, like Jake said, was was going to do really, really good things. And at times it did look as if it was going to come together. Uh, but i have to say probably, although England probably had the better in the stats, and um, Belgium just kind of did look comfortable for me.
2: That's it. They were comfortable, weren't they? They never, never really looked massively threatened by England. Um, which I think we frustrated a lot of England fans was the sort of the lack of lack of attacking threat. Really, that you know, you take Greenish out of that side last night, and what do England offer? <laughs> Nothing.
1: <laughs> uh, you're, you're slow, Jake. You're slowly but uh, surely becoming a Jack Grealish fan club. Do <laughs> you know what? I am. Have, have you got some sort of stock? <laughs> Are you like part yeah. owner of Jack Grealish yeah. maybe maybe
2: it's not it's not that you watch him mate every time he plays and he's excited isn't he so it's hard to not get behind that and you know you want to see him do well for the England team and he's come in and he's made a difference straight away but rest of the team is
1: sadly just letting him down which is a bit of a disappointment that is easy to get attached to these players that are easy on the eye and good with their feet and stuff like that um, yeah. I think I thought for the for Yuri Tielemans' goal uh, Declan Rice needs to get there he needs to be alive to that situation he's fell asleep Tielemans has got the shot away and then you go. It's, it's obviously a deflection and beat Pickford. Um, but yeah, Declan Rice, if he wants to be the the, um, the the number one choice of defensive midfielders for England, he really needs to up his game a little bit there.
2: Yeah, I, don't, I didn't think he offered much last night at all. I thought the game sort of just ran by him a lot. Um, he was, you know, he's up against some quality players. Don't get me wrong, but at, at this level, you've got to step up, and I feel like he didn't. He didn't do that last night. He struggled massively. Um, probably didn't help that he lost his partner Henderson uh, like in the first sort of the end of the first half well, at half time and he was replaced by Harry Winks who's very similar to Rice they both like to sort of sit back and then, yeah that's it really
1: yeah. But that's like you said, at that level, you've got to find another gear. Do you know what I mean? If if something that's a bit comfortable sitting like sitting next to a player that's got a lot of experience, you can't just have that be like a comfort zone, you've got to find another gear to step up. Um but though again that was that was conceded though in the in the early in the early stages of the game. Um whether I think I mean it's just because he's Gareth Southgate, he's, he's basically Sir Gareth that fucking took us to the, the World Cup fucking semi finals. I <laughs> just think like, yeah. he just found himself in a, a an easy area of comfort, even though that was a, sh- you know, it was it was an easy run, and I woke Cup he's dead. I don't know. That's, well, one thing one thing he does,
3: mate, he presents himself quite well in the media, which and is, I think that's, helped, helped, that's yeah. helped him out massively. So I think people, you know, some people in the past have been sat for less. Do you know what I mean? hundred yeah, percent. Managers have been sat for less.
2: Yeah, yeah. International level. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, hundred percent. He's he's had forty eight games for England. I'm just looking now, and he's lost he's lost ten of those forty eight. Which you know, it's at international level, it's quite it's quite a big number. It's nearly like yeah. you know, it's nearly one in five that he's losing at the minute. And while that doesn't sound disastrous, you know, you look at the level of games that he's losing, and it's it's against the bigger teams, isn't it? They're all the sort of similar level of team that England are getting beat by. And it's how do they make that step up? What do England need to get that next step up?
3: The thing is, mate, I mean, I wasn't even excited when we beat Belgium the first time round because it was just because we've been so inconsistent. It's just like, oh, well, let's see how the next one goes. And what we lost 1 uh, 0 Denmark, didn't we? Yeah, exactly. It's just like you've got nothing, there's nothing to get excited about.
2: That's it. The, I think the attacking like the attacking options we've got are incredible. You know, you look at some of those players in that squad and you think, wow, um, you know, they're incredibly attack minded. But then he plays, you know, seven defensive players or eight, eight, seven or eight defensive players on the pitch, and you think, oh, go for the game. Do you know what I mean? You've got to yeah. go for the game. If you lose the game, you know, 3-2, but you, you're like going for it, and you're really, really having a go at the game and attacking, attacking, attacking. I think no one complains, but it's these type of results where they don't really offer anything. They've got one outlet, and then it's like, well... You know, you need to get you need to get some consistency, you need to get some better better
1: options really. Well, I think as well that they say in football it's easier to go down the gears than it is to go up the gears. So if you start with a generic sort of like starting eleven that's that's fairly attacking, it's a lot easier to bring on defenders, defensive players and sit back a wee bit and, and go down the gears and, and take the game and shop and keep the ball, use short passing. Um take your time until you find yourself in the right areas. But it's a lot harder to start with a defensive 11 and then up it and go up through the gears yeah. and, and fucking think, oh, yeah. we need another attacker on um, and try and bring the game because it allows the opposition to sort of like... It's just been well said yeah. in football that it's much easier to go go down the gears than it is to go up the gears within the 90 minutes of a football match.
2: Yeah, completely agree with that statement, definitely. you. you it's like anything, isn't it? You you go big or you go home. If you start start conservative, you're not gonna not going to really do anything, are you?
1: Exactly, mate. Exactly, mate. Okay, so will Gareth Southgate keep his job? Probably, in my opinion. Um, we're going to take brilliant? a short break. <laughs> we're going to take a short break. And after the break, we'll be playing um, Fake Football Fan, presented by our very own Timothy Rihanna Walsh uh, and our guest, uh, Joe Humbersmash. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So, Joe, are you ready? Go on, then. <laughs> so, here's the first question. <laughs> That's the spirit. Uh, this is the first question. So, Joe. Oh, God! God, yeah. <laughs> now, I just need you to confirm. Joe, can you confirm that you know nothing about football? Right.
0: This is my history at the moment when it comes Joe, to yes football. No, yes or
3: no? No. Do you know anything about football?
0: <laughs> I've seen about five football matches in my life and I had no idea what it's all about. But, yeah, go on, then. And now Grimsby Town as well.
3: Right, that's confirmed you're locked in. You know nothing about football. Perfect. Right. (laughs) On to to the first question. Go on Okay, so Joe, get ready for this. Go on, ready for it. It's the final of the Masters Tournament. It's the Clash of the Titans. It's the Manchester Red Sox versus the Man City Blue Jeans. Tense, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. The umpire has declared a try in the dying seconds of the fight. The question is, being under par, can the Blue Jeans declare all not out? What the fuck are you all about? So, Joe, yeah, uh, can you
0: answer that, please? I actually had no clue what you're on about, so I can't even answer it. Um Yo, Joe, right. that's
3: the wrong answer. That is the wrong answer. Um, you're going on about umpires and and
0: I don't know, some golf stuff and tennis.
3: I don't get it. Okay, Joe. Um, you cannot confer with the quizmaster. Um, oh, okay, so. <laughs> yeah, so you should be. Don't you ever do it again? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the answer is when the senior jockey shouts "How's that?" from the dugout. The umpire has no choice but to pull the pants down of the judge sat in the chair. Therefore, oh. calling the match a tie tiebreak. Unlucky, mate. Honestly, I can. It, it's you know, it gets the best of us. Do you know what I mean, mate? It's like you know no, nothing. about that one, Joe? Thanks for coming on. Um, it's Cheers. been great. No, I'm joking. Lads, I'm going to open the floor to the Screamers. Have uh, you got a question for Joe? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll,
1: yeah I'll, I'll ask a question. Go on then. Joe, in your honest opinion, right? who is the best striker in the Premier League right now? The
0: best striker in the Premier League right now? Yes, mate. Um, I don't know. Alan Shearer, does he still play? Yeah. <laughs> so he's pretty decent. Yeah, he's still playing. he's
1: no, yeah, he well,
0: on the te- he's on the telly quite a lot, so I imagine he's meant to be pretty good. Yeah, he's busy, busy lad.
1: Yeah. I can't believe you got that right. You got that bang on, mate. Oh d- Have I? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: one. No, seriously though, I mean, is, is Alan Shearer still playing or something? Because
1: yeah, I still mean, old, but... I mean, think oh, yeah, I think Alan Shearer's about fifty something years old now, mate. But I think he could still do the business. All right. <laughs> so you know what? <laughs> I'm going to take it, yeah, yeah, I'm happy with that, mate.
3: Yeah, fair one. Um, Jay, I've got another question for myself.
1: Are you ready? <laughs> not really, not your ones. Yeah, go on,
3: <laughs> right, it's half time and you're 2 0 down against the Norwich Cowboys. Your star striker, Roy Hodgson, who's benched, comes up to you saying, Gaffer, give me a chance. He's been a bit ropey in training and not been able to keep up with the <laughs> other striker. What do you do? I don't know what to do. Why? Don't shout. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, I'll just give I'll I'll just give him encouragement and be like you can do this and take it from the team. Do you know what I mean? Just like just get the team involved basically. So Help him out him, support.
3: Give him team talk. Team talk. Team talk say so, say just basically say Roy, Roy lad, get over here. That, yeah. Let's have a chat me and you. Pretty much. Nice, no, that's I mean, good right enough, mate. You, know, you
0: can, you can do that, right, but also get a team involved to show them some encouragement. Do yeah, you know what I mean? I mean? Like, get the team involved. Say, Roy, come on, you got this. And then, you know, you they, they, they can strike, score, touchdown.
3: Uh, unfortunately, mate, I've got to say, the answer is wrong. Oh, right. I'm um, so sorry, no, um, twice, Joe. Um, Joe, he's 73 years of age. You should be ashamed of yourself for having him on <laughs> <in> your team. <laughs> <place>. <laughs> you need to go into a park room. Listen to some cold play and bloody buck up your ideas.
0: <laughs> okay, sorry.
3: <laughs> no, it's <all> right. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I apologise. Sorry, <laughs>
1: uh,
3: Screamers. Screamers are going to open up the. Uh, so that is, uh, yeah, Jake, have you
2: got a question for Joe? Oh, yeah, I've got a nice, simple one. Who is Ooh. better, Mason Mount or Jack Grealish? Who? <laughs>
3: <laughs> well,
2: you and Owl. say that again you've got who is is the better player Mason Mount or Jack Grealish Mason Mount oh he's bottled it that's the wrong answer it's Jack Grealish
0: (laughs) better at what football just football (laughs) yeah yes. if you just say like oh who's better better at what you just said who's better there you go was I don't he, get was it. he
3: better, better at maths? Was he better at <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly? I know, I know this is a
0: football podcast. Well, there you go. There. It's what what makes someone? Go. What makes someone good at football? Is it how many goals they score? Uh, uh, is it? How good
3: <laughs> they are at algebra? I don't know.
0: I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you. Yeah.
3: Right. I have. This is my last question. You, I, I think I'd probably be happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll go for my roast after this. <laughs> right, Jay, last question. Go on. It's pre-season. Chrissie is injured. <laughs> Lee Omesti is on international duty. And Barry Ibramovic is yet to return from space camp. My question is, who do you marry, who do you avoid, and who do you make sweet, sweet love to? <laughs> I forgot the names already. <laughs> <Marry>. <laughs> you go from the top. So you've got Chrissy Renaldenson's. Yeah. Go on, i make Leo love to with that Messi one. Or Barry i Or Mary Barry. Fair one. Fair one. <laughs> <laughs> fair one.
0: <laughs> make Barry. sweet love to Christy. You, avoid, you would... Yeah, I'll avoid the middle one because I forgot about the name already, so i avoid Messi.
3: it. <laughs> That's it. And um you'd make sweet, sweet love to Chrissy Renaldenson's. Yeah, why
0: not? Okay,
3: fair enough. I've no idea who they are, oh, but <laughs> you know, I've got to go by the names in this one Barry
0: <laughs> you want to marry someone called Barry let's be honest um,
3: Jay do you want me to find the answer
0: go on then it's
3: correct no you you actually correct mate well done to be fair um, did you come back on oh, sorry would you come back on for another one probably not
1: okay <laughs> uh,
3: so you've us here for another edition <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, no, putting everything aside, Joe, <laughs> no, honestly, uh, thanks for coming on. Oh, yeah, no, yeah thanks coming on. Um, be sure to check Joe out on his Facebook page. Uh, as I mentioned before, Joe is a singer. Uh, Joe, have you got any details uh, You know, on Facebook or whatnot?
0: Well, yeah, if you want to have a little look at my mug, it's Joe Stone
3: Vocalist on Facebook. That's all I've got so far, but it's got some content. Have a little look. Awesome. No, once again, Joe, cheers for coming on. Cheers, guys. And cheers, yeah, Joe. So that was um, this week's. Fake football fan. Can I go now? See you next week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fake football fan. All right, skippers, we are back. A big thank you to Joe Stone for coming on and being a good sport and uh, fake football fan. Quiz, your... uh, Quiz. Tim, your quiz is never what I'm (laughs) doing. Not my joke. (laughs) Ah <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're terrible presenting it's rubbing off on me. Um we are back and we're talking <laughs> we are talking uh, best goalkeepers ever. Jake, why do you kick us off?
2: Best goalkeepers ever. And it's it's a hard one, isn't it? Because like, you know, you you think back like throughout the years of all the great sort of goalkeepers that have ever played football and you think, Well, where do I start? But I think um for me the first sort of goalkeeper I remember growing up that was like, you know, the the one was probably it was probably Peter Schmeichel, wasn't it? He was like, you know, he's he was a god, wasn't he? He was phenomenal, oh, a a phenomenal, phenomenal footballer and a phenomenal goalkeeper. And um, I just remember, you know, <clears throat> just just how, it was how big he was and like imposing, and he was so hard to like to beat in the, the sort of in well, to score against. And uh, yeah, I think for me, like he's definitely he's up there as like one of the greatest of all time. He's certainly the sort of first goalkeeper that springs to mind when I think of best keepers. <laughs>
1: Well, the thing yeah, is, son's, man, think, son's not bad either.
3: No, <laughs> no. Nah, nah. yeah. yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. That's it's, it's what sport. I mean.
3: With goalies like michael I mean, they always say that a team, their foundations is how good their goalie is. And I mean, with the Manchester Manchester United side, he was a foundation. I mean, he was like, he just do, you know dominated from the back. And it's just, yeah. he, oh, he's just outstanding. Absolutely brilliant goalie. I think yeah. it's
1: so important, especially in the modern game. In recent memory, we've seen it how Arsene Becker turned around Liverpool not really turned round. I would just say, just gave them that stability at the back they were missing. I mean, when you look back to their season of um, seventeen eighteen, when it was just all about just super flashy counter attacking football, and it was actually the defensive signings that made the difference and, and got them got them over the line for um, for obviously Champions League and Premier League glory. When I think to back to the goalkeepers that I, that stood out for me when I was when I was growing up, two of them st- stand out, and that's him, um, Casillas. Iker Casillas stood out from it and uh, Buffon as well. Buffon was like the undisputed, the undisputed best goalkeeper in the world when I was sort of, Growing up, he was always like the best rated on FIFA. Him and Dida were always like the best rated on FIFA. You always seen when, um, like, when you turn on like Sky Sports and stuff, you always seen highlights uh, of of them in the all time 11s and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, th- those but those keepers were super. You know, that just at that level where, where people think of the best keeper in the world at the time. That that was uh, that's who everybody would think of. Universal. You know, so.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree. Casillas <clears throat> was was so good, and and I think the fact he won everything as well, didn't he? He literally won every trophy he could possibly win um you know he made i think he made his debut at 16 as well for real madrid or something like that like the amount of pressure on a goalkeeper at 16 and never mind to play for real madrid as well and then he just sort of like that was him and he, he made his debut and then he was you know he was the undisputed goalkeeper and he won everything and he captain spain you know to the euros and then he they won it twice at the obviously once Won the Euros twice, and then he won, the, and then they won the World Cup as well. Um, I think he used like the foundation for that completely. And like you say, Buffon as well. What a, I mean, what a goalkeeper uh, to play again, a bit like Casillas. As long as he has played, um, and still be as good as he ever was, is well, Buffon's still
3: going strong? isn't he?
2: That's what I mean. Yes. He's still yeah. proud.
3: He doesn't look like any, any time he's going to be letting up. You know, he's just like this. Obviously, I know goalies have got a longer career, you know, span. But, it, you know, it just, it's just shows that, you know, we're talking about in a few podcasts ago about these players, you know, sports science and how they're just be, being able to
1: have longer careers. And it's just show you know, Buffon's another example.
2: Yeah. You can, play
0: yeah. Careers.
1: A lot of it's mental. A lot of it's mental, you know, and focus and, you know, reflex and athletic ability will only get you so far um, as a goalkeeper. But a lot of it these days, especially these days, I say more so in the modern game, there's a lot about how, how you can read read the game. Um, you know, do you come out for a counter-attack? Do you stay in your box? Do you play it? You know, when you because keepers spend a stupid amount of time with the ball at their feet <laughs> in the modern game. Uh, so yeah. picking passes and, and things like that is becoming even more important. Um, it's like when you see, you know, Generally, keepers are just good at shot stopping, although they're held in high regard, they're, they're kind of getting phased out. I think keepers like Joe Hart, who are just big, strong, commanding goalkeepers, and Ben Foster's a bit, uh, he, he comes under a set uh, he's such a, a good shot stopper, and the, dis- the, the, long, the long distribution's really good. Um, but they're just becoming a, a little bit irrelevant it's like the number 10 position the number 10 position just seemed to disappear overnight for me it felt like it was an overnight thing that yeah. every Champions League team that was winning was winning with a number 10 we're playing with a number 10 and then it just felt like the 4-3-3 came out and the game developed and, and they were obsolete you see players like the, that were fantastic on their day like Mesut Ozil and, and other traditional number 10s Philip Coutinho who we liked to play in that role who were just giants and they're it's kind of fading into Well, you can either adapt like Coutinho as he's adapting to his game over the left hand side some might he was comfortable there anyway um, but Mesozo also failed to add Ergo, this that's this is the situation he finds himself in. And it's the same with other goalkeepers, um, like like Joe Hart and you know, Ben Foster, he's been happy to take himself into the championship where being good with your feet, you know, isn't as important. Um yeah. but yeah, these keepers need to adapt, uh, otherwise they're gonna get left behind.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. It's become a massive thing now, hasn't it? That modern goalkeeper's got to be a footballer. As you know, back back in the old back in the day it was can he save the ball? Yeah, can he hit the bar? yes yeah. And that was sort of like if if you had both of those things, you were a good keeper. But like you say now it's changed so much they've got to be fast off their line they've got to be you know the sweeper at the back like collecting the ball and coming out when the defense gets like the long ball over the top and they've got to, they've got to be able to play football and I think that's it's, it's really good to see like you see like now goalkeepers who uh, you can pay like a nice 40 yard cushion pass to someone's someone's boot and you think bloody hell 10 15 years ago you wouldn't have seen that you may be seeing it for one or two but then you know 30 years ago you would never have seen that happen it would never have happened and and now they're, you know, they are a playmaker as well, aren't they? It's not that fear of, oh, I'll just give it back to the keeper. It's, you know, oh, well, what can the keeper do with it? when he's got the ball at his feet.
1: It's crazy how the model game's developing. I mean, I watched Ederson play in midfield in a charity match. <laughs> the Manchester City goalkeeper played in midfield <laughs> a charity match in Brazil. Yeah. And he was good. He was good. Uh, so it's kind of, it's bizarre how how the game has changed into that. Uh, but, you know, I like players that can adapt their game. You know, Buffon. You know, he's he's comfortable, you see Neuer, Fucking he could put he could put a fucking different shot on, play centre back, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, quite. Yeah. And that's that's where I see that's where I see the line of um, that's what separates um, mid-tier keepers from top-tier keepers, is, um having all the attributes. Uh, it's not just about being a big um, shot-stopping, far-kicking monster. It's about thinking in your head. Um, and that's just my two cents on it.
2: <laughs> hey, Moves, uh, who's your pick? Who's your number one, do you think?
1: Well,
3: funny you say that. <clears throat> I think he's not even been mentioned yet. Uh, Peter Shilton.
2: Yeah, Peter he's Shilton. he's
3: a very, very quick go-to, but I yep, think, wow. He's like, what a hell of a quick... I'm just looking at it, it's like when he actually started. Um <laughs> he started in 1966.
0: Let's, wow. let's just see.
3: And uh, do you know, so I was doing a bit of research. Obviously, you know, I, I know him mainly. Obviously, I remember him as like being the main England goalie, and you know, in for playing at Southampton. But I just started, to, you know, I did a bit of research beforehand, and it's absolutely mental. I mean, yeah, started his career in 1966, and he was pretty much scouted by Gordon Banks.
1: That's
2: crazy, isn't it?
3: No, I never knew that. I never knew that at all. But it's um, it's
2: not a bad, um, not a bad recommendation when Gordon Banks is uh is telling you that you're good. <laughs> <laughs> no.
3: Exactly. It's like Me- it's
1: like Messi turning around, saying, "Yeah, he's all right." <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah, but um yeah i, I just say what what a goalie just
3: what a career i mean it's just you know it's just it's just a glittering career you know the amount of you know cups he's what you know he's won at like, all the clubs he's been at is just phenomenal phenomenal goalie on
2: the opposite end of that though greatest goalies how how fun is it though when you see a goalie like just drop an absolute clangor like <laughs> it's one <sort laughs> of like the few. It's the few positions, isn't it, where if you make a mistake, you're going to get punished instantly. And it, I do love watching a keeper, you know, just it, when it goes through their legs or something, and it's just, they look up and they, you know, they start pointing the finger at the centre-backs and you think, hang on, you're the one with the hand. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, he
0: probably slows him down quicker,
2: but
1: it's gone through your legs. You've got nothing to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, uh, you know. I do, I've seen that as well. So it's so a whole reason I watch Everton every week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See one of them every game. <laughs>
2: this is it, isn't it? It's, um, it's, a, it's such a hard position to play in and stay concentrated for, for 90 minutes, especially, especially the top level keepers, because, you know, the majority of the time they're not really having to do a lot. And then, you know, to, to be able to pay attention for that long and, and then just flick it on when they need to and make that big save that wins the team the game. You know, it's that's like you say, you know, the difference between your sort of mid level keepers and your top keepers. You notice that difference straight away. You know, they'll do nothing for eighty nine minutes and then 90th minute a shot will come in and he'll and he'll you know, tip it over the bar or just make, make a routine save. And I think that's that's the key difference, isn't it?
1: One keeper in recent memory, uh and I think we'll probably finish on this one keeper in recent memory that uh Ken, I used to watch and I used to watch the saves and think, fucking hell, how's he done that? It'd be David De Gea. Before he's went through this terrible patch, David here he used to just make saves. I would think, with his legs and and things like that, and think, oh, the strikers are it well there, and he's just fucking. And I used to always say, wow, what a, what a fucking keeper this guy is. But it just shows, like you were talking about mentality there to separate to separate the mid tier keepers from the top tier keepers. Once that mentality goes, it seems uh, from what we can see, it seems so hard to get back. Yeah, so, so hard. you see
2: it a lot, yeah, you know, with with keepers. They once they sort of, the head goes, that the rest of them start goes as well. I think like Petr Cech sort of had it at Arsenal as well, didn't he? He sort of started dropping a few clangers and Pepe Reina was the same at Liverpool. I remember, you know, for like eight years, he was phenomenal. And then he had one season where he couldn't catch a cold. I'd remember just, that. It's, yeah. <laughs> so it's sad to see it because you, you know, you grow up on these keepers and then that that's them, their, their mentality sort of gone. And you think, well, <laughs> where do they come back from? And you see a lot, a lot, a lot of them don't, don't ever make that leap back up, but, um, Remember the good days with a goalkeeper. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Well, anything to add, Tim? No, nothing for me, mate. Anything to add, Jake?
2: Oh, happy days. Always good to talk to you, boys.
1: Right. Well, that is episode six, Talk Schemers Done. Thanks very much for everybody that joined us. Uh, thanks very much for joining us, Jake. Cheers, guys. Thank you. And Timothy, and Rihanna Walsh. thanks very much for the, the, the quiz today. <laughs> I'm sure Thank everybody.
2: You, <laughs> it was brilliant. <laughs>
1: Uh, and we will see you on Wednesday for episode 7 see you later bye bye
2: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me
1: in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com.
3: No purchase necessary. BTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
1: 18+. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.